Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. This morning's reading is from Luke, the 23rd chapter. When the soldiers came to the place called the Skull, they nailed Jesus to the cross. They also nailed two criminals to crosses, one on each side of Jesus. Jesus said, Father, forgive these people. They don't know what they're doing. While the crowd stood there watching Jesus, the soldiers gambled for his clothes. The leaders insulted him by saying, he saved others, now he should save himself, if he really is God's chosen Messiah. The soldiers made fun of Jesus and brought him some wine. They said, if you are the king of Jews, save yourself. Above him was a sign that said, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging there also insulted Jesus by saying, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal told the first one off, don't you fear God? Aren't you getting the same punishment as this man? We got what was coming to us, but he didn't do anything wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into power. And Jesus replied, I promise that today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. So this week I have been at a clergy conference, a conference for Lutheran clergy, because I am a Lutheran pastor, and it was wonderful to spend time with other clergy, especially those other Lutheran pastors who are also serving Methodist churches, We kind of went off and had some fun, and we were the Methodist contingent. And at the end of the conference, or the retreat, whatever you want to call it, we reaffirmed our ordination vows. An ordination is that that rite, that ritual, that makes you a pastor. And we were asked those questions that we were asked in ordination. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and community in the breaking of the bread and in the prayers. Those words are from Acts 2.42, which I have right there on my arm. And we said, I will, and I ask God to help me. And even though I've said it before, and even though, you know, the words are in the program, it tells you right there what you're supposed to say. It is so powerful to say it out loud to claim that I will for myself, that I will continue in the apostles' teaching. I will remain actively engaged in this vocation that God has called me to. I will stay engaged when there's good times and when there are bad times. I will continue with confidence in God even when I doubt myself. And I will stay connected to you because you are my way to God. Ordination is an outpouring of God's grace. It is celebrating what God has already done, calling people to the ministry of pastoring. And you know what? All sacraments are like that. They are outpourings of God's grace, celebrating what God has already done. And then we respond. Today we are receiving new members. 
and they will reaffirm their baptism. They will remember God's grace poured over them. And we will all celebrate that God had called them to faith and is now calling them to this Christian community. We will celebrate how they reveal God's love and power, how they show us what discipleship looks like. And we look forward to discipling together and the ways that we will make disciples of others together. Today is also Reign of Christ Sunday, when we celebrate the power of Christ, a power used to bring life and love and heaven on earth. Historically, this has been called Christ the King Sunday, and in today's reading, we heard about Jesus being called a king. But of all the readings you're going to choose, when we're thinking of Jesus as king, as ruler, as powerful, this is a perplexing one. Because in this reading, Jesus is hanging on the cross. I mean, what could be a less powerful position? They called him king as an insult. And yet, he was. They actually did that to Methodists early on. The name Methodist was an insult given to these new Christians living a life of discipleship 24-7. They called Jesus king while he was hanging on the cross, being tortured and executed. They insulted him and they taunted him. They made fun of him in his suffering. They put up a sign, king of the Jews, to insult all of Israel. And other Israelites, like one of crucified next to him, joined in. But one could see. One hanging on their own cross with Jesus. He could see that just because someone is powerful doesn't mean they use that power the way we think they should. Jesus' discretion in the use of power is astounding. Jesus used power to save others and to glorify God. And that one crucified with Jesus, they could see it. They knew that Jesus' power went even beyond crucifixion. And then they said, remember me when you come into your power. Remember me when you come into your power. This is a perplexing reading. But, it, you know, the reign of Christ is perplexing. In, in fact, I would say the life of discipleship is perplexing. Because we follow God by losing our life and then gaining it. We follow God to the kingdom of heaven and then we suffer like Jesus suffered. In the early church, that risk of suffering, physical suffering, was very real. Remember those early centuries when Christians were persecuted? And part of the baptismal rite that people went through was writing their name in the book of the elect. There would be a book on the altar, and they would come up and write their name, or somebody would write their name in the book of the elect. We do something similar. When you become a new member, we record your name in the membership book. In your baptism, you will receive a baptismal certificate, and the church records your baptism. 
And Margaret keeps track of that book for us. We use it, you know, for keeping track of membership and for reporting to the conference. But in the early church, that book carried a risk. When Christians were being persecuted, if the wrong people got a hold of that book, then everyone in it risked death. It was their death warrant. And yet people came forward for baptism and said, write me down. Write me down in the book of the elect. So discipleship rarely leads to execution today or here. But as we know, discipleship is not all butterflies and rainbows. In today's reading, where we're in that space with both crucifixion and paradise, it reminds us that discipleship is both. Both crucifixion and paradise. That following Jesus takes us to the cross to that standing in solidarity with those who are crucified today, to the suffering that comes from caring deeply, to periods of dark loneliness. And following Jesus takes us to paradise. It takes us to the kingdom of God, where we see Jesus' power of life so powerful that it even overcomes death. We see it and we live it. Where we see Jesus' power of love, a power so great that it transforms the entire world. And we don't just see it, we live it. Discipleship is suffering and paradise. And as we all know, it's not just suffering from them, and paradise with us. You know, if you've been in the church longer than five minutes, you know there's some suffering that happens here. And there's some paradise out there. When I joined the Lutheran church, a wise pastor visited with me and said, he said, I'm so delighted you're here. And we will disappoint you. He said, I will disappoint you. <laughs> and he was right. He wasn't trying to get off the hook for bad behavior. He was naming the reality that human beings get it wrong, that we miss opportunities, that we, we fail to live out our baptismal promises all the time, and that sooner or later we will disappoint each other Sooner or later, even the best church will disappoint you. Even the best pastor will disappoint you. And so to our new people joining us today, I tell you, we will disappoint you. I will disappoint you. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. And yet we still come together. We still come because God is here. We come because paradise awaits us. We come because the reign of Christ is real and it is worth it. We come because we have pleaded, just like that one crucified with Jesus, remember us when you come into your power. And Jesus has remembered us.
we come together because we are each other's best way to God. When we welcome our new members and they get to do their baptismal vows again, they get to say it out loud and feel the power of their own voices wash over them. The church will also repeat those baptismal vows. This church, this, this Christian community we call CUNA United Methodist Church, we will repeat our vows of the community to the baptized, to our new members, as we will vow to uplift them, as we vow to surround them in love, as we vow to faithfully disciple together, and we will do it out loud. And we will feel the power of our own voices wash over us. Today is a happy day. Having begun to get to know these new members, I think God must love us very much to send them to be part of us. And having gotten to know this community, I think God must love them very much to call them to this group of wonderful folks. We are not perfect. You are not perfect, but we are wonderful, gifted and faithful and easy to love. And so today we will celebrate what God has already done, that Jesus the Christ has come into that extraordinary power of life and love, and that Jesus has remembered us. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.